The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. JD in the house. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them. Ah, yes! I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got some recent tech news, rumors of a tech term, and an explanation of how waterproof your smartphone <laughs> might be based on the manufacturer's specifications. Dunk it, dunk it! Yes. Yeah, they says it's totally waterproof. What do you mean? I couldn't hey, believe it. There yeah. you go. Well, and it's starting to be, it's been rainy. It's that cold fall rainy season. We're going to have some snow soon. Come People's on. phones are going to get a little Stop wet. Stop it. Yeah. You know, you are a classy person. You know what I mean? You're classy. You know this is all about dropping it in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. The, Come on. The kerplunk dunk. Yes, yeah, but, the kerplunk dunk. Thank you. But uh, We didn't ID ourselves. Who are you? I thought I called myself. Oh, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. Oh, yes, we did say that. We did say we that. May, we've been mind. doing I'm this for so long, maybe we're I just... Mean, it's but like, just in case, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And, and I'm, you're, I'm still Pedro Rafael Rosa. Yes. You know what? I haven't done a tech term in eons. People have been talking about that. People have been. I've been stopped on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Anyway, I'm going to do kind of like a, a little like fake tech term. A fake tech term. Okay. Yes. So it's because a I have an announcement. Term. A faux term. We're going to be doing some A-B testing. Okay. So A-B testing, I actually had to look it up. I mean, technically, theoretically, I understood what it meant. Yeah. But it's one of these terms that like, okay, does it really mean what I think it means? And it turns out A-B testing is exactly what it sounds like. Yes. You got A, you got B, and you test them both. But the subtlety here is, wait, let me do the announcement because I haven't done it. Okay. And now it's time for the what is it? I don't even remember what it is. And now it's time for the... The Pop Tech Jam Tech Term of yeah, the Week. Yeah, there we go. And now it's time for the Pop Tech Jam Tech Term of the Week. I don't know the rest. I forgot it. I yeah, well, yeah, it it's been a while since you've done one. It's been ages. Anyway, an A-B test is the practice of comparing two versions of online content, websites, apps, marketing emails, etc., in order to see which version performs better. The two versions, A and B, hence the name, are presented to users at random in order to gauge reactions. And we're going to be doing an A-B test because, you know what? We've had our logo, our show logo, our podcast, like, avatar for, like, six years now. It's been a while, yes. It's been a while. Our mugs are there. Nothing against our mugs. I mean, we look pretty fly in those pictures. I mean, I'm sorry, you know. I'm going to say it. But I think it's time to change it up. So I'm going to be doing a little A-B testing. All right. One week. I'll put our old one. I'm going to come up with a new one, or actually, I'm actually paying someone to do it. All right. Spending Prof- some head stepper cash. Professional logo yes, money. Yes. Professional logo money. And you know what? I'm sure people are going to like the old one, but I think it's time to move on. It's people nice always rebrand forward. and change and yes. level up. Yeah. We're still going to be doing our old shenanigans here, but you know, we, we want to move forward because I look at our logo and it was great six years ago. It was a little DIY type thing. Yeah. But, but you're man. feeling the need for slick professionalism. Oh, yeah. Have you seen some of these logos and stuff for the, some of these shows? People hire actual designers to make yes. logos. Yes, and they have meetings and stuff. Yeah, and, and I think our thing was spreadsheets. <laughs> and What was our thing? You got a picture, J.D.? Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to stick this in here. Stick this in here and send me a picture. And the other part of the equation is this show I was supposed to actually review uh, a piece of gear. Actually, uh, a charging station from a company called Udoc. It's an intriguing idea, charging stations for me. I'm the type of guy that has just like a, 
Way too know. many things to charge. Yeah, I got way too many things to charge. And usually what I do is I get an octopus, uh, you know, like a uh, like cable. Strip, yeah, so you can have all your cords. And I just plug everything in and drop it on the floor. With two kids, that's not necessarily a good idea. I've already had a that's couple a of things. a lot of dead on. octopi. Yeah, and I've gotten things stepped on and cracked and all that. So I'm going to play around with this UDOC charging station. And I've got a pair of uh, Bluetooth headphones. I'm not going to talk about them next week. I'll talk about them the week after. Are you um, just previewing your gear I'm stash? I'm just previewing for... my gear stash. I just want to let you know for you eagle-eared listeners, if you if you heard that I was going to be reviewing or previewing something, I haven't forgotten. It's just it was a crazy news week this week. It's been a busy fall. Oh, yes, it has. Yes, yes it has. Anyway. Should we do some news? Would you like some news? I would love some news. News. Yes. Well, well, as you know, uh, Apple and Google have had their developer conferences and their new phone events earlier this year. But here comes Samsung. Here comes Samsung. Yes. The South Korean electronics giant has finally unveiled its foldable smartphone to the public. It kind of been teasing oh. this, talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to do this folding thing. The uh, device uses new screen technology called Infinity Flex Display, not wow. to be confused with the Infinity Gauntlet, the <laughs> Infinity Flex Display, and it can go from a traditional rectangular-shaped touchscreen phone and open itself up into a mini tablet with 7.3 inches of screen space there. You know, the, the iPad mini, I think, was 7.9, yep, yep, so yep. give you a kind of a ballpark. You know, Thanos thought he was a good guy, right? He did, he yeah, because he, okay. he was... Just you know, yeah, but... Uh, but but maybe not so much to the rest not of the so Avengers. Much for the rest of us. So uh, so anyway, the, the back to this Infinity Flex display. Uh, this also has a multi-active window that can run up to three apps at a tie at the same time. Wow! Uh, and then they got a little mock-up link to the Samsung website so you can see it. But this folding phone won't be out until next year. But Samsung says it can start mass production in in just a matter of months. And Google is said to be working closely with Samsung to make sure that Android is fully supported and plays nice on, you know, this multi-window screen and the folding part and yeah. making sure that when you tap or touch something, it actually still works. I got to ask one question, though. Yes. Will the battery explode? They haven't said that part yet. Um, maybe this is Samsung. what they're still testing. But, still uh, well, they, they've had a pretty good—they've done the, good the, so the, the Note 8 and 9, right, Since because the, the 7 was the combustible one. Right, and then, yeah, no burning pants. Yeah, so, so we, we've had two generations of where, where it has been fairly uh, flame retardant, so here's yeah, hoping. But you know what? Once you get a pair of pants on fire, yeah, you, you kind of don't that forget experience, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Could, could really uh, damage your brand loyalty Yeah, there. just a bit, just a touch. Yeah, so, but Samsung says they're working on it, and I think we can expect uh, folding phones and multi-screen devices from more companies coming around because that's going to be a hot new thing next year. I think Huawei, Lenovo, LG are working on stuff. Microsoft, of course, is working on something. I think they may even have like a pocket-sized Surface tablet burbling around in the lab there. Wow. So, yeah, and I don't know if this is going to be like the 3D TV of a few years ago where everyone rushes to do this hot new thing and then consumers are like, eh. But, <laughs> But, you know, the, the folding phone, this is kind of getting into a little more sci-fi, something that's different. What are you talking about? We used to have our StarTacs. They look like communicators. Yeah, yeah. But, but they on. weren't touchscreen, though. They, they were not They could fold, but yes. uh, a little bit more on the rustic side. Yes, this is very true. Very so true. we'll see. Uh, and uh, in addition to its hardware demo that it did, uh, Samsung also showed off new developer tools for its Bixby personal assistant software. They're still trying with Bixby, huh? Still trying with Bixby. And uh, it's also got that SmartThings platform uh, and also its One UI and Infinity Flex Display platform. So they're they're really trying to get the developers to make stuff for these new things it's introducing. So we'll see. Comcast uh, also has uh, new hardware plans in the works for next year. 
According to reports not verified by Comcast, but reported by people who know people who are close to the situation, (laughs) as it always tends to be on the tech blogs. Friend of a friend. Yes, uh, the telecom giant is working on a combo set-top box slash smart home hub with a platform similar to its X1 service. Nope. Nope. No, you're not going there? With not the, going there. No. The, yes, well, this new box will uh, aggregate selected streaming apps, including Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, with a voice-activated remote. And it's uh, supposed to only be available to Comcast broadband customers because they, they sell broadband internet access. They also have that whole TV cable thing going on there. But some oh, people yeah, just wow. get it for the broadband pipe. So that's uh, who this box is marketed to, uh, so you don't have to get the Comcast TV offerings. Nope. But unlike the Apple TV and Roku boxes, the new Comcast device uh, won't let users pile on a ton of apps, including those like Sling TV that might actually compete against Comcast properties. Very good point. And the uh, smart home hub features, uh, well, you know, I guess you got your TV, you're watching apps, and you can also adjust your thermostat if you happen to have a Nest or something. But I know you're not a smart home kind of guy. I like my house very dumb. Yes, and I don't even think we get Comcast in our market, do no, we? we? Aren't, aren't we kind of a we more... Spectrum, Charter Spectrum. I think yeah. Charter Spectrum, Spectrum. Yeah, and the Optimum thing, you know, if you go farther yeah, out yeah, on the yeah, island. Yeah, yeah. So, there's so, a little Fios action in some areas, yeah, too. Yeah, so, so perhaps we're not even the target market for this. But, Nobody cares uh, about us. Yeah, but, they never give us but according to stuff. some Comcast customers, maybe that's not a bad thing. <laughs> of course, you know, we, all, we complain about our own cable companies and providers. So. Yeah, you know what? Spectrum's been okay for me. Yeah, they, I mean, they have been uh, upgrading their network in the back, and there's some sure. days where I can't get my channels because they're derping around with the network or something's gone out, and that makes me horribly, horribly cross. But then it comes back the next day, so yeah. just make my internet faster. Yep, I got a gigabit, and it's still working uh, fairly right. nicely, so. All right, not knock wood there. Yes, indeed. Now, more than uh, 20,000 Google employees around the world participated in that organized walkout on November the 1st that we talked about on the last show. Uh, This protest action was spurred by the company's protection of executives accused of sexual misconduct and its overall treatment of women and the pay and equality thing. A a Google spokesman told Farhad Manju of The New York Times that its executives were now pondering the workers' demands, uh, which included specific changes to hiring and management policies, but the company wasn't going to make any more detailed comments uh, beyond that. They're still thinking about it. Okay, they're pondering, but are they ruminating? I don't know if they're doing, but I think it's are a big mulling? enough company. They might be mulling. They should have a whole room just for, just ruminating, for ruminating, pondering, yes. and mulling. Yes, exactly. Or have separate teams. Okay, you are the mulling team, you are the pondering <laughs> team, and you are the ruminating team, and they we need t-shirts. to get together. Yeah, Satin jackets. Yeah, satin, satin jackets. That's for Don Donofrio. Yes, there and there needs to be uh, you know a big presentation at the end yes, uh, with all three groups. But worker-led movements uh, over company policy or government contracts at Google and other companies like Amazon and Microsoft have made news this year. We've talked about a few of them. We certainly have. And in some cases, and I love this irony bit, some of those protests were organized internally with the company's own collaboration software. I guess the Google Walkout, they used a lot of Google surveys and tools and and whatever to help organize. Slow clap for that Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're putting the product to the test there. Yes, indeed. Nicely done. Now, speaking of Google and Amazon, though, those tech giants are looking in to expand their presence here in good old New York City. So I've read the Wall Street Journal was among those reporting that Google is looking to add space for more than 12,000 new workers, possibly in new digs around Manhattan's West Village neighborhood. I think St. John's Terminal uh, was mentioned. Uh, Okay. Because right now they've, st- they've got a chunk of real estate in the Chelsea Market Building, which they is do. north of the village there on the west side. And I think they're looking uh, 
at additional land farther up uh, on the west side, like around Pier 57, Pier 50, one of the piers up on the, the west side on the Hudson nice. area. So Google is maybe going to be bring. maybe they just got too full in San Francisco and yeah. had to, to expand over here. You're feeling googly. Yeah, and Amazon teasing cities all year about opening a second headquarters beyond its original Seattle location might be eyeing a two-for-one East Coast deal by splitting the uh, Atlantic HQ that it was talking about doing mm-hmm. out here, possibly between Crystal City, Virginia, which is across the river from Washington, D.C., yeah, yeah. and Long Island City uh, across the river in nope, Queens. No, 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 Which is getting in nope, your backyard nope. yeah, there. Yeah, no, uh-uh. The seven train sucks enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is that a, a clean tag? What? Can I say that? I think you can. Um, well, no, may, maybe please. Amazon will build joke? its own subway. It's come up in a couple of reports that nothing's definite, and I think Dallas is also still in the running for Amazon's trying to figure Go out where Dallas. they want to. Go Dallas. Go Cowboys. But they, um, they haven't landed on anything, but people have said that they have heard that Amazon has been talking to potential oh. places to lease space. Don't know if it's happening. It's been floated. Uh, people are already panicking because of the crumbling state of mass transit here. But There's maybe, only one tube on the 7 train. It's going to be nightmarish. Don't do it, Google. Or maybe, rebuild the subway, for God's sake. Well, maybe sakes. Amazon's Blue Origin division will like do like a maglev thing across the river or just you know, jetpack people over from Manhattan to Queens, or maybe they'll just have bunkers in Queens. To I live thought in. Newark was in the running too. Newark, I it's nice out there. They got the little stadium and stuff. They got a great riverfront. Come and they, they need some urban renewal uh, to keep happening out yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. It's still, these are just things that are getting mentioned. Nothing has been decided, but it could, uh, all of this, the uh, West Coast tech coming to New York though, that would be uh We'd be balanced out between East Coast and, and West Coast. Does that uh, mean we're going to have more of these tech bros? I, th- I think that might be. Uh, and, and if Google and Amazon do end up expanding uh, their offices here by thousands of workers, uh, to your point, New Yorkers may need more alternatives to the crumbling mass transit system here I in the city. So, yes. uh, as we know, rented bicycles have gotten a foothold in the past few years, but motorized electric scooters are another option that are starting to pop up all over the country. These dockless things where yeah. you can just leave them and the company controls them by software. Yep. And the Ford Motor Company just bought an electric scooter startup a business called Spin for around $100 million. Uh, it was, you know, with, by the time they added it up, it was somewhere between 40 and $100 million by the stock market stuff in there. Yeah. So uh, Ford is seeing, oh, you know, perhaps we need something more besides automobiles and uh, these uh, electric motorized scooters. Spin is one of the smaller companies. Lime and Bird are the two yes, big I've ones uh, those, yes. that have been around. Spin currently operates uh, scooters on several college campuses and also in the cities of Coral Gables, Florida, Washington, D.C., Charlotte, North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, Denver, Colorado, Detroit, Michigan, home of the Ford Motor Company. There you go. Uh, and Long Beach, California. So they've got a bunch of test cities. Granted, these are smaller cities than the New York experience. And I don't know if they are trying to actively get into New York yet. I know a couple of the other ones are looking at all mm. of the, the major cities because this is an alternative form of transportation that doesn't involve more pollution. But the thing that they have to do, though, is get all of their municipal permits to operate in right. the cities in which they want to operate. And I think that's kind of at the stage where some of these uh, scooter companies are at. So once that happens, yay or nay, I think that will affect uh, how many scooters. And, and, of course, New Yorkers will find a reason to complain about the scooter people buzzing them down because, uh, you know, the city bike people are bad enough sometimes if they don't know what they're doing. Have I mentioned the vibrant restaurant scene on Ferry Street in Brick City in Newark? 
Have I mentioned this? Oh, is that in the Ironbound? Or it's in the pen- Ironbound. It's oh. beautiful. Right off Penn Station. Lovely Penn Station right there. Could be a good place to, to put to a, a, giant, a uh, giant manufacturing or yes, packing facility. I think so. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. and then, If anyone's interested. Yeah, I don't know if you're scooter bad. Well, I guess you get local scooters there. And you yeah, can... man. Yeah, and you know what? There's a riverfront right there in this Harrison. Great little town right Yeah, they got that door. soccer stadium. They do. Um, well, we will see. I mean, the, the electric scooters, regardless of what companies move in, are starting to make up. The fact that Ford bought an electric scooter company just kind Interesting. of like, really yeah. now. It's, wow, yeah. So, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on, though, a new survey from the Pew Research Center as children's advocacy groups worried about Google profiting from advertisements targeted at uh, minors watching YouTube videos. You as a parent may have an interest in this I one. Do um, indeed. And that same report shows that more than uh, four out of five parents with children 11 and younger have uh, given them permission to watch YouTube videos. And one third of those parents let their children just zone out to YouTube regularly, like this is your afternoon YouTube time. Oh, gosh, I wouldn't do that, no. Yes, uh, but the survey showed the majority of parents whose children watch YouTube say that their kids have also seen disturbing content on the site. Uh, Beyond probably the conspiracy theories and whatnot, Google had been busted for uh, linking with kids' videos earlier in the year. And as you may recall, uh, the Campaign for a Commercial-Free Childhood and Other Consumer Rights and Children's Privacy Advocates filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission last spring alleging that Google was knowingly collecting data from the underage uh, YouTube viewers so it could do what it does with the adults and pelt them with advertising. Oh, lovely. This, of course, is a violation of the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act of 1998, uh, which makes it illegal for companies to collect information from kids under the age of 13 unless they get specific consent from the parental units there. Google responded to this complaint by saying it doesn't allow anyone under 13 to create an account on YouTube. And when it finds children who have been naughty and violated that policy, it kicks them off the site. I don't know how often this happens. I think it's very easy to create a YouTube because you just click that you're over 13, right? And let's be honest. Most, most of the time they use their parents' account. Yeah. That's what my son does. Yeah, so you can see his video history of what he's been watching. Yeah, he's been watching Grand Theft Auto videos, like you off know, the, where they, yeah, well, off Twitch or whatever. They 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 record them and then put them on YouTube. Yeah, I'm assuming it's from Twitch. It's like he, like no, no, kid, no. So at least you can keep an eye on what he's watching. I try to, yeah. So, so you're one of these parents uh, in in this boat here. Yes. And Google also points out that it does have YouTube Kids, which is the child-friendly version of its site. But I don't know how many kids will go to that right off. Anytime you brand it, unless they're real youngins, they're going to, please. My kid's looking for Sonic EXE, Slenderman, looking yeah. for all sorts of stuff on there. Yeah. Now, do you use the parental controls on I any of your devices to I lock them out of? Oh, the, yeah. On my Apple TV especially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm locking it down tight. Yes. All right. So we'll, we will have a link to uh, the Pew study here uh, for otherwise uh, other concerned parents. Now, uh, Facebook got props in some circles for stepping up its efforts this year and stopping loads of misinformation and troll spew on its site ahead of the U.S. midterm elections. Is that a technical term, troll spew? I believe it is, yes. The company also set up its war room. Remember the war room that had uh, all of these staff members working around the clock and working with fact checkers and journalists and people who were reporting things, uh, all trying to contain the fiery spread of false news across the service. I always think of Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just like, I'm sure it was just like I'm that. I'm sure it was. And and they did manage to rein in a bunch of, of stuff for it could ooze out to the millions. Um, and so people said, could this be the model for the future? You basically have to have constant scrutiny from researchers, law enforcement officials, digital security experts, and just keep a lid on it. I, you know, are they going to be able to keep this up for the, you know? So depressing. 
Yes, but but you know, Knockwood, the the yeah. election uh, most recent one, seemed to have been a little bit less with the hoaxes and misinformation. Yes, just a touch. Then finally, and finally. Uh, Sears may be uh, swirling the drain, filing for bankruptcy and all of that, uh, but the wishbook notion lives on. Amazon's previously reported paper-based toy catalog is shipping out to millions of homes now. We talked that they were going to do this a few months ago. Yeah, they did. Apparently, those catalogs are in the air and they're arriving in mailboxes everywhere. It's about 70 pages, but it's not your straight-up old Sears or Radio Shack catalog that you would just look at. Because everything in the product photos, they've all got QR codes to ease the... You know, hassle of, oh, I here's this thing. I want to buy it. And then you just point your phone out and buy it anyway. But they, they have integrated the QR codes there. That's so uh, you can still have the tangible joy of paging through a catalog and being inspired by beautiful product photography and, and smelling dog, the ink. And dog-earing the pages. And dog-earing your pages. Yeah. And then you whip out your phone or whatever you read QR codes with and you go right to the website and you buy it. Well, no. What, what you got to do is you got to convince your parents first. There's that step. Yeah. Unless the kid has his own account. Yeah, or, unless the know. kid has figured out how to add your credit card to Apple Pay. And <laughs> I, then wouldn't you go. Put it, I wouldn't put it past Boom Boom. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that is a quick look at the news for this week. For anyone who wants to know uh, more about that, read some of the stories where we got all this stuff from, you can find a handy page of links at poptechjam.com. Up next, just how waterproof is waterproof? Well, that over-the-top and needlessly overdramatic music tells us that it's a PopTech Jam breaking news update. Well, it turns out Google pondered, mulled, and did a whole bunch of other thinking on it. And this past Thursday said that it would indeed end its practice of forced arbitration for claims of sexual harassment after more than 20,000 employees staged a walkout. Workers at Google had called for an end to arbitration. And the protest was prompted by a New York Times article last month. But that's not all. There are more breaking news updates. That Samsung folding phone is actually going to make its appearance in March, according to the Yonhap News Agency out of Korea. The story was picked up by The Verge, and it's going to cost about $1,800 for the privilege of folding that Samsung phone. That, my friends, is the end of the PopTech Jam breaking news update. And now back to our regularly scheduled shenanigans. Are we going to dunk a phone? And we're not going to actually dunk a phone. Although if we ever had to do something to a phone, my preference would be the blending. You know, will it blend? That was always my favorite. Yes. But uh, I I was... Yes. uh, I was sort of... You know how like Samsung and Apple and all of these phone makers are now saying that their phones are either waterproof or water resistant. Mm -hmm. Things being electronic, I don't think anything is ever fully waterproof. Definitely. But it got me wondering about, well, how do they decide... What's waterproof? What's water resistant? Mm. And how much can these phones actually take? Can you leave it in like a bathtub for an hour and it'll still work? Or what? What are the uh, standards here that these phones have to live up to to get these labels? Well, I will tell you a quick story. I know back in the day I was on vacation, one of the rare vacations that I have. Yes. And I had my swim trunks and it had a pocket. I put my phone in there. Didn't wrap it in plastic. Didn't do anything like that. And phone got in the pool. Forty-five minutes. Uh huh. I wish my phone was at least. 
water resistant. I see. I but take I, it it was bricked at that point? Oh, it was totally bricked. And I was in the Bahamas. I was without my phone for like a week. Ooh. I was freaking out. Yeah, it's like a losing, it's amputating part it of is. your It really is. Body. Anyway, that was my horror story. Yes. Well, I, I did some looking into this just to see what the standard is because you, cause you'll notice like some phones will have these ratings where they say, oh, it's, you know, rated for an IP68. Or it's like, what does that mean? And it. it's like, well, is this like the enhanced Fujita scale that they use for tornadoes? Mm-hmm. Like, because we know that they're, they have certain levels of wind and right. all of that that will qualify a tornado to be a certain level of that. So, right. so I went to look around and the IP thing, it doesn't stand for internet protocol or anything. <sighs> it's ingress protection is what IP stands for when you see some kind of waterproof rating on a product. Ah, um, so if I'm... If I'm understanding correctly, if water seeps into something, yes, yeah, that how is much the, it protects against Yes, it. the ingress there. Oh, it is. Of, of foreign things. And, and ingress, you know, coming from the Latin ingressius, uh, meaning to go into or enter. Um, so, uh, so, so that's where they're getting that from, whipping a little Latin into the testing here. But there's an IP standardized test that is all about how much liquid and dust a device can keep out for a certain amount of time. Fascinating. So, and that's where the phone makers are getting this IP rating. And this is, comes under the International Electrotechnical Commission's 6529 standard, uh, which we'll link to if people want to oh, see that, where the engineers come up with this stuff. It's my favorite standard. I love that one. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm still, you know, IEEE 1394, yeah, I- still kind of, you yeah. know, fond of that one. Yeah, yeah, me too. But uh, but Samsung, like for its more recent Galaxy devices, will tout an international standard rating of IP68, and it says that its models are deemed to uh, be able to withstand dirt, dust, and sand, and resistant to submersion up to a maximum depth of 1.5 meters underwater for up to 30 minutes. And so that's they're hitting the parameters of this test. Maximum depth of 1.5 meters for up to 30 minutes. That should protect you from the dreaded toilet drop. Yeah, it um, should. It would have protected me from my pool uh, fiasco. Yeah, because they, they've sealed the parts and, and they yeah. have you know made sure that the dust and grime. And I think sand is especially really yes. bad, uh, especially when you get it into your ports. So uh, that was uh, how Samsung, th- that's how they can say, oh, you know, we're IP68. We tested it against these specific conditions and the phone survived. And so therefore we're going to have this rating of IP68. For those wondering what does the number mean, uh, the first digit in the rating refers to the level of protection from solid substances measured on a scale of zero to like nothing stopping dust or whatever from going in there to six, which means that no dust enters a device for two to eight hours of exposure. So even if you do have a a phone that's an IP68 rating, Mm -hmm. if you're lost in the desert for a few days, that's probably going to overwhelm the IP protection. But but this is what they're saying. So a six rating, no dust enters the device for two to eight hours of exposure. And the second number in the the rating, you know, IP68 or whatever, the second number, that eight, refers to water. And that's a measured on a scale of zero to nine. So a rating of eight says that, uh, protection against water immersion under pressure for long periods. And nine can mean the object can also hold up against high-pressure water jets. So eight is probably what you're going to see on phones mm. because they're, not, they're assuming you're not going to get hit with a fire hose or a water cannon while you're testing your phone here. You know what they say, the ne- never assume because you know what? Hey, you know. It could happen. I could walk out of here and get jetted. You know, they're, they're flushing the sidewalk <laughs> and it's having to get in the way. So, uh, okay, so so the first number is solids and the second number is referring to liquids mm-hmm. and protection from that. Samsung has, you know, IP68. Uh, Apple support guide in regards to its later iPhone models, I think the iPhone 7 and later, they list an IP67 rating, so that's a little Ooh, bit lower than the Samsung. Yeah. They uh, say that users, well, they caution the users, because if you go there and there's this whole page on their site, 
They caution users that splash, water, and dust resistance are not permanent conditions, and resistance might decrease as a result of normal wear. So even if you survive it once, maybe it's okay, but if you're constantly going out, uh, this could wear down the resistance uh, of the phone. Because, J.D., as you and I both know, resistance is futile. Yes, it'll it'll get you in the end. It um, will indeed. And I, Apple also cheerily points out that liquid damage is not covered under warranty. <laughs> yeah, they want to make sure you understand Yeah, just got to get that in there. Yep. And they say, and they say, like, don't use the iPhone while swimming, surfing, riding a water scooter, jet ski, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Showering or sitting in a steam room. Google also has the like, same thing for picking. Why would you use your phone in a steam room? You got to make your deals, yeah. you know, with your gold chains and your towel. When you schwitz, you leave the phone outside. Yeah, that's it. So, so, so Apple's like a little more upfront about don't do this. You know, yeah, the phone is ready for that, but you know, don't be stupid. Don't don't take it into the you know when, when you go jet skiing across the river. Yeah, use some common sense, people. So, so that's basically how those ratings. And you know, and even if you expect that you're going to be caught in the rain or the forecast is bad, just keep your phone in or wrap it in plastic if you know you're going to be in water. If you're going kayaking in the Hudson or doing sure. something. Protect the phone up front. The OtterBox waterproof cases are very nice, too. If you want to go cheap, Ziploc. Yeah, Ziploc. Is, it's it's the perfect uh, low-tech. You know, just make sure works. you seal it properly. Yes, you've um, got to seal it properly. Make sure you seal it properly. Yeah, so so that is a brief explanation of how those ratings go to. And I'll, I'll link to the site that has the chart that shows you how all the numbers correspond to, like, number yes. of hours and depth of the submersion and how much dust it can survive for a certain amount of time. It is kind of fascinating, uh, and but again, like just because it has this rating does not mean it's invulnerable. So, when when you're heading out in a blizzard or whatever, uh, just protect your device. Yes, indeed. Do you remember we used to work in this uh, department called News Technology in a, a large metropolitan news uh, organization? Oh yes, that yes. shall remain nameless. I wish we had a list like this back when we did that job. Back when you were. When we were setting up desert bureaus and yeah, stuff yes. like that. Because things were going on in, in sandy <laughs> yes. parts of the world. Yes. I wish we would have had this, but, you know, at yeah. least we have it now. Yeah. So so for, for folks out there with your smartphones, yeah. just uh, be careful with them. Please. And so that wraps up another episode of Pop Tech Jam. Yes, indeed. Pop Tech Jam. We got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, right? yes, they will. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for streaming us, downloading us, yes, just finding you. us on the web. Absolutely, uh, putting up with our shenanigans. Yes, we, we hope you are having a, a pleasant November wherever you're at. Hey, listen, you still got time to buy those stretchy pants. That's true. Hey, Holidays are coming. The eating season, full effect. Yeah. In about two weeks, right? There's Three a weeks. Wall of pie. Oh, man. that's I, that's I've had nightmares. Actually, dreams. Yeah. Really, dreams. Fun that's dreams. Not a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With a cold whip. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wall of pies. Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah. All right. So until uh, next time when we're back with more, I'm JD Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. <laughs>